This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagno, alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting, Andrew Ivins. And today is Thursday, March 16th. SWAT team mentality. Another day, another problem for Ivins. Real Florida man issue. Xfinity comes into the neighborhood this morning without warning. Nine o'clock. They say not today. Internet's out for five hours. Drew's got to adjust. He's down the street. We got Hank the Tank, the golden retriever in the background, playing with his chew toy. It is what it is, man. You know, we got to put on our hard hats and get to work. How you doing, Drew? I know it's been a uh, it's been one of those mornings, huh? It, it has been. And, you, you know, you can normally adjust on the fly, right? Internet goes out. You can go to a coffee shop. I, I, but when you have to tape a podcast, like, where do you go? Um, like, I was thinking parking lot of like a mcdonald's maybe a starbucks um but that was a no-go thankfully my buddy ryan uh he's on the uh the, the gold line of at&t and he's like yeah man you can come here just so you know my dog will be at the house and uh hank is um like you said playing with a toy so if you hear some dog noises in the background i apologize but we had to get this one on paper because uh busy weekend for you what you're headed to new orleans um we're trying to finish a top two four seven uh so we needed to get this thing done uh and i'm fired up yeah a lot of moving parts right now heading to new orleans today instead of tomorrow because my car is 20 years old (laughs) and the weather tomorrow is supposed to be awful so we're getting on the road today which means we'll have a full day of work tomorrow so there is a, a positive in that and then i got a buddy Hopefully, I, actually, I can't say it. I don't. Well, you know, he's getting ready to to make a big team. decision in his life. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there for it, right? Hopefully, his future fiance is not listening to the show. She's not but just like locked into the college football. Just locked in. She's just trying to pick up, pick up any hints. Um, so yeah, we'll be there over the next two weeks. Future brother-in-law getting married next week. Fired up for that. It is a lot of stuff because I was looking at the calendar and it's like, I'm very blessed and fortunate in my role at 24-7 Sports and shout out to our editor, Trey Scott. He doesn't put a lot on my plate from an editorial standpoint. Next week, though, we got a story that's you know going to come out with the new release. 
And for me, like I get frazzled when I got to write, I got to set I got to set aside like three to four hours, get my mind right. You know, that's kind of what it is. And then on top of that, we have that, we have that assignment that we have to do for Lindy's, which is a bit, which is a monster in a couple of weeks. So a lot going on, bullets flying, but that's what we do. We adjust, but let's, Drew, let's talk about that release of the top two, four, seven, getting a nice face lift, lift next week, Tuesday. And we're excited about it. And we're going to do something for the first time that we haven't ever done. And we're going to name 32 five stars yep. in the month of March. It's different, right? Um, and we, we've, we've talked about this in, in different areas about the new mindset, the new mentality. And we are. So we're going to give this class of 2024 top 247 in, in overhaul. Um, and it really comes on the heels of the junior seasons. Mark Pantoni talked about uh, junior seasons on, on our last podcast. If you guys haven't listened to that, um, the godfather, as they call them, from the uh, director of player personnel, uh, the general manager there at Ohio State, uh, he said a ton of great things. And he brought up those junior seasons being so important. So um, last time we gave this group uh, an update, it was kind of midway through the junior seasons. You know, some guys were further along than others. Um, and, and really, since then, we've also had some some big time camps, which have given us some verified data points. Um, we've gotten uh, a few big seven on seven tournaments where you can kind of evaluate these guys and, and stack them and, and see them move around. And we've also had basketball indoor track. So it's really a lot. Um, it's time to do it. And we are entering the crunch time of, of kind of making some tweaks. Uh, so fired up to just kind of talk a little bit about the class of, of 2024, um, highlight some prospects that are going to have a fifth star next to their name more than likely on Tuesday. And I think, Coop, we also want to just give our initial takes on maybe some of the stronger position groups, position rooms in that 2024 cycle. So if your team you know, is looking for an edge rusher or looking for a tight end or, or looking for a game-breaking wide receiver, I think this is, this is kind of your, your cycle. And obviously, we're going to learn more. Uh, we're 11 months out from, uh, having from being where we need to finalize these rankings. But um, it seems like some groups are, are a lot stronger than others. Um, and if again, if you, your team needs you know, something, maybe this is the, the cycle for you. Boards change. I just, it, it, we, we have to be very clear with that. I think sometimes, you know, when we put out an update, whether it be the spring, summer, fall, whatever it is, it's, it's kind of taken as, as gospel. And for us, the biggest part that I think that we would like to convey to our audience is like, this is a very fluid process. I think we've, we've talked about that a lot. I've talked about it in our previous shows, even quoted the great Jim Nagy talking about the fluidity of the evaluation process. And for us, if, if you're a fan, this is the equivalent of us doing a mock draft in the NFL 11 months out from that date. And that's what it feels like for us. So, you know, our group, our team came together yesterday and, you know, it's our assignment to put together the top 32 five stars and assign those grades. There was a consensus on 
five or six players at the top. After that, it's a best educated guess. And for where they are in their career right now, 16, 17 years old, there's a lot of physical development that needs to take place. And there's a lot of information that still needs to be gathered. And that's, that's where we are in the process. And like Drew alluded to, if you're looking for a reference point about how diligent, meticulous, and how long this evaluation process can be, make sure to go check out yesterday's episode with Associate AD of Player Personnel, Mark Pantone at Ohio State. Even if you're not a fan of the Buckeyes, it gives you a pretty good insight of, of their process and how long and, and stringent it can be. So a lot going on, a lot baked into this cake, but Drew, Nonetheless, let's get started. Hey, Drew, I'm going to toss it to you. Why don't you tell the people out there where they can find the show and how to subscribe? Wherever you find your uh, favorite podcast, right? Apple, Spotify. Um, I don't know the others. You're going to look for the 24-7 Sports College Football Recruiting Podcast. Yeah, I almost always plug the YouTube show, and that's because we're uh, we're regulars on it. So please like, subscribe. You, you keep telling me. I mean, I step out for a week. Uh, viewer numbers are through the roof. I think that's because they like you more than me. So uh, you also had some some good guests on there. The show, it's funny. I think you and I always do this. The show is actually called Football Recruiting Podcast. <laughs> I always call it College Football Recruiting Podcast. Hey, by the way, for those of you listening at home, Andrew today, he's got a black rubber ring on today. CrossFit culture, we called it. We knew it was coming. Yeah. It's here. He's already in shape. One weekend, already got the black rubber rubber band on. It matches my uh, my Garmin watch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Potential five stars, Drew, that we want to highlight. Let's start in my region. Let's, let's go to Vestavia Hills High School and a guy that, if you listen to this show, Under Armour Atlanta, a couple weeks ago, we highlighted one of our favorites in the standout. That's Jordan Ross, multi-sport athlete, gets it done on the hardwood as well. I mean, this is a guy that checked in, 6'4", change, 215 pounds. He had a 6'7-plus wingspan, 6'8-plus, clocked in at sub 4'7", 35-and-a-half-inch arms. So we're a little bit skeptical there. We can, we can say that. But even if he checked in at 34-and-a-half, yeah. that would still be elite. So uh, a little a little margin of error there. but. You turn on the tape of Jordan Ross and there's so much to like. And then, you know, we talk about supplemental data points all the time. And what we mean by that is, sure, verified measurables, multi-sport participation, but the live evaluation, that's the supplemental data point. You see Jordan Ross move around, the explosiveness off the ball, and then just the pure athleticism and the reactionary athleticism. When I talk about reactionary athlete, I talk about AB. It's what that stands for, that acronym. Quickness, agility, balance. And that's what Jordan Ross has. So the level of upside there, I mean, you see this cat and it's an explosive lower half. And he still has so much room to grow. But you take into the fact he's 215 pounds already. There's a lot of guys we like out there that are closer to 200 than they are to 220. So, you know, we can call this an upside play. I think that's probably what we've alluded to in our conversations already. I feel really strongly and convicted about Jordan Ross and the up arrow. And regardless of where he ends up next week, 
I think this is going to be one of the most coveted pass rushers in the country. Right. And, and why should listeners learn the name Jordan Ross? And I, I think you, you bring that right there, that word coveted. Uh, this is a game where everyone wants to throw the football. Uh, you need guys that can defend the perimeter, but more importantly, you need guys that can get after the quarterback. And for us, Jordan Ross, from what we have seen, we talk about traits, what he has put so far on tape, um, the multi-sport background. I mean, if you if you look at Jordan Ross's social media, he is running up and down the court, uh, throwing down some dunks on the hardwood. Um, he's swatting shots. And I, I think the arrow is pointing up for him. And he's not even anywhere close to playing his best football. And, and, and the tape is always going to be the baseline for us. And, and when you put on the tape – I mean, let's be real, Cooper. It's not like you're watching some dominant pass rusher, but he does things where you're like, all right, once this guy figures it out, he has a chance to be special. Uh, I mean, in terms of just retracking, uh, getting from one side of the field to the other to, to clean up some trash, it's, it's pretty dang impressive. And he's dangly. Um, he's lean. I, I'm a bit surprised, you know, he came in at, at 212 pounds or whatever it is because he, he, he's narrow. Um, but I think as soon as he stops playing basketball, he stops being a, a year-round athlete in terms of, you know, running up and down the court, then uh, he's going to bulk up. And, uh, you know, when you look at the schools that are after him right now, it, it's pretty easy to say why or to see why. was just at Alabama for a junior day uh, in January. He was at South Carolina. He was at Georgia. Um, going to be at Tennessee, I think, next month. And he's also got a official visits set up with the volunteers. So, right, that, those are all SEC schools. This isn't an, an SEC type of pass rusher. I think he could be a guy that that maybe you stand up, you know, in in a 3-4 look. But, you know, he could also beef up and, and be more of a four-eye, right, on the inside. So, uh, big fan of Jordan Ross. Uh, Jordan Ross. There's actually two Jordan Rosses in – in the 2024 uh, cycle, there's also a, a wide receiver out there. Last year, we had, what, three guys by the same name? What, who who was that again? Jordan Hall. Jordan Hall, yeah. We had three Jordan Halls that all went Power 5. Now we're going to have two, uh, two Jordan Rosses. But no, a name to know. Um, I think the one kind of not thing I'm, I'm hesitant about, but, you know, the production in pads maybe isn't where you want to see it. 16 tackles for loss, only two and a half sacks. But he did score – uh, a pair of defensive touchdowns. So uh, this is a guy in your backyard, Cooper, um, someone we're going to continue to keep talking about. Uh, hold on. Hank's making some noises back over here. <laughs> he, he's going in. He, he's all in on Jordan Ross. Um, but, but again, certainly one to know. Uh, Auburn's involved in that recruitment. And, and to me, you know, we always take a step back and we're talking about the scouting stuff here, but just, just all those schools – Tennessee, South Carolina, right? We liked what they did on the recruiting trail in 2023. Now they're going to potentially go head-to-head with Alabama, Auburn, who's got a new staff there with, with Hugh Freeze. It, it'll be fun to, to see you know, who can come out on top for Jordan Ross because his value, um, his name's only going to go up these recruiting boards uh, as we get into May, that spring evaluation period, and then you get those official visits in June. Is there a name? Like, you know, we, you and I have kind of started this exercise and I think it's good because it's, it's more of recent memory, but is there a name to you 
not to put you on the spot because I'm, I'm, I'm jogging through my head right now. Like in the last year or two that he reminds you of anybody. And I, I really can't think of one, you know, we, we go through so many edge rushers. And the reason I say that is he is so quick twitch in a level of quick twitch and explosiveness. And yes, we see those type of pass rushers, but he's long. He's probably going to play it at two thirty-five. You know, this is a guy, he's pretty interesting. And the other point that we didn't talk about enough, you brought it up, but I think he's got off ball capability, you know, right. very natural in terms of dropping as well. I mean, if there's a guy in the NFL, maybe it's a guy like Hassan Reddick, right? That name kind of gets thrown around a lot, but I think that's kind of a name that kind of makes sense. So Jordan I, I, here, Ross. Yeah. Can I, can I toss a name out? Little, little Absolutely. maybe by, like by Job, you know, a, a little bit of that. I think he's longer than by Job, by Job. Guy we loved at the All American Bowl uh, ended up signing with Michigan State. You, you listen to Mel Tucker's signing day press conference; they're super high on him. I, I think when you look at the frame, that's that's kind of what what you're looking at right now. Um, somewhat similar, not a perfect comp. Not, they're not always going to be perfect, um, but just to get the the mind churning in, in terms of what to what to expect when you see him. Fair to say that Jordan Ross probably a little bit further ahead technically yeah. than yeah. by Job. Was at this point by Joe, by the way. Where did he finish for us? Was he in the top 64? Yeah, 55 overall. Okay. I mean, talk about a CYA ranking right there. I mean, he showed up to San Antonio, and I think we just, none of us knew what to expect. And the knock on him at that point had been like the frame and the level of competition in Oklahoma. There was no verified information. He shows up, and I mean, here's this guy, Tarantula, with 35-inch arms and a motor that runs really, really hot, and he was just disruptive all week and all over the place. I think that's a cat that I would not be shocked if in three to four years he's being talked about as a potential first-round draft pick. I know we're kind of segueing there, but... A lot to like about him, which is why we love the prospects of of Jordan Ross. Drew, another name that has kind of been a little bit of a fan favorite behind the scenes here this last week, Terry Bussey out of Timpson in Timpson, Texas. And this is a guy, sub 5'11". You talk about checking boxes, right? And if you're small, you got to be special. That's, that's a, a, a scouting line that we always refer back to. And Five ten and a half, 181 pounds uh, within the last week, uh, and this is a guy that clocked a four four two in Dallas, uh, and then also had a one five six ten second split. And I feel like there's probably some people out there that listen to us and are like, "All right, these guys are football nerds. All they do is <laughs> talk about forty times and short shuttles and broad jumps and vertical jumps." I think the reason we get excited about these these measurements is because we already know these guys can play football. And when you look at a guy like Terry Bussey, Terry Bussey can play football. I mean, he is a three-phase athlete. He's a four-sport multi-sport athlete as well. He does everything. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. You, you have to check boxes, especially when there's, there's going to be some concern about your height or your weight or your growth potential. And a guy like Terry Bussey certainly does that. When you turn on the tape, just enjoyable, fun to watch. And 
you and I talk about staying power right now in the top 32. I mean, this is a guy to me that certainly has top 32 staying power. So I think I've watched, I want to say, probably 70 guys in the past 24 hours. Xfinity's trying to make it hard for me to not reach 100 here uh, in that 24-hour span. But I, I think Bussy might have my favorite tape. Um, does everything. Um, starts at quarterback for Timpson. Um, returns kicks for them, plays defensive back. Um, just to throw even more numbers at at the casual listener. Uh, so he he threw for just over 2,100 yards and 26 touchdowns, ran for just over 2,500 yards and 46 touchdowns. On defense, 115 tackles, five interceptions, returned four of those uh, four touchdowns, so four pick sixes. Had three kickoff return touchdowns and a punt return touchdown. Um, this guy is electric on film. Um, he was Mr. Texas Football uh, by Dave Campbell's Texas Football this past season. Other winners of that award, Kyler Murray, Johnny Manziel, Spencer Sanders, Jacquez Rogers. Um, and then you you put on the basketball tape, uh, three-time all-region player on the hardwood. You see him throwing down dunks in the layup lines, 10-6 in the 100. Um, Hank is just – he's just he's a party. He's also a big fan of of Terry Bussey. <laughs> Back-to-back he, approval right there. Yeah, all right. I, yeah, he's five-star for, for Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hank. Coop, to me, like, I don't know where this guy's position is at the next level. I, I have it kind of crafted in my head, so I want to ask you, like, I see him and I see this profile – and I, I think safety, like I think he could be a safety. I think Texas A&M is recruiting him as a corner. Sounds like some of these other schools are recruiting him as a defensive back as well. Um, I think he's getting some looks at, at wide receiver. But it, in terms of a pure football player, I don't know if we're going to find um, a, a guy that can do as much as him. I mean, he is the definition of a utility man um, that can do everything. It's fascinating, you know, this conversation like Texas A&M, they signed Bryce Anderson a few years back in the 2022 cycle. And that was a guy super dynamic coming out. I want to say similar frames, but another guy that was sub six foot and played quarterback in high school out of the state of Texas. Ends up playing safety for the Aggies. Another guy that I'm thinking about is Jalen Mbakwe out of the state of Alabama a guy that we've already anointed a five-star that is committed to Alabama. And a lot of people see his long-term projection at the corner position. When you watch these guys on tape, they are so dynamic with the ball in their hands. They're three-phase players. They're guys that can do a little bit of everything. And that's really what gets you excited. And when you watch Terry Bussey, I get excited watching him as an offensive player. And and to me, I hate trying to pigeonhole guys into being something that they're not, but I also understand their projection and the potential. And when we're talking about the cornerback position, we're talking about a premium position. But I, I think Terry Bussey with the ball in his hands is special. And the guy that I would comp him to last year in terms of play style, but very different in terms of build, maybe not stature, but build, would be Ryan Niblett. You know, a guy that did a lot of different things ended up signing with the University of Texas. So I love Terry Bussey. I think those guys that are what we call game changers 
are few and far between. They're really hard to find. Um, so with a guy like that, I'm trying to accentuate that skill set. And I think you have to find a way to give him the most amount of opportunities to change the game. Um, now you can make the argument, hey, you know what, we can get him involved in, in special teams. But I mean, I, I love him for what he is. And I think he's a dynamic offensive weapon that you could use in a variety of ways, similar to the the way Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid use a guy like Kadarius Tony. Well, Kansas City, I mean, you look at their offense. We talked about it right before the Super Bowl. How many of those guys I mean, that that skill personnel were former high school quarterbacks, right? And then you even saw some on the defensive side of the ball in that secondary guys that had played quarterbacks. That, that, that's what, that seems to be one of the key things they look for. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I just picture him, you know, we know he can move. He's got the short area quickness, you know, put, put him in the slot on, on one of these dangerous wide receivers that's running free week in and week out in, in the SEC. Just want to point out the other schools involved with Bussy. Uh, recruitment seems to still be in its initial stages. Texas A&M he's, is a place he's been multiple times, was there in January for a junior day. Uh, visiting Arkansas this week, Alabama, Baylor, TCU, Michigan State, also involved in that recruitment. So again, Terry Bussey, a, a name to know uh, moving forward, especially for us here um, as we prepare to drop these rankings. My guy, Hank, getting after it. <laughs> if y'all could see the video of Hank right now, he's just a sweet boy. He's a golden retriever. He's sitting there. Andrew's in his dojo, not the other way around. The way you were talking about him, I thought it might have been Murph. <laughs> yeah, my, you know. my dog is not going to be happy when I get home. All right, let's, uh, let's stay at the receiver position. And this guy, Drew, you kind of – I mean, this is – this is on me. Somehow he was like, I don't want to say. Peel, peel the layer back to, to how, how, how we talked about him yesterday. So we're having the top 32 conversation, and it gets to the point of the round, if you want to call it, to let's say you have 25 first-round grades, and there's seven grades that you feel like, all right, how are we going to miss? And I talk about that all the time. you got to miss the right way. You got to miss with height, weight, speed. So one of the guys that came to the forefront, and he's in my area, and I, I should have thought about it. I just didn't think about it. But it was it was Cameron Coleman from Phoenix City Central High School. And you go look at Cameron Coleman. He's one of those guys that he's he's caught my eye for a while. And I think didn't really I didn't really think about him in this conversation because I was just kind of waiting for him to to blossom. Like you always knew he had the physical traits. But I mean, we we see him in Atlanta and it was one of those things where we're going back over the camp footage in Atlanta and we're going back over the testing data. And you look at Cameron Coleman, 6'3 change, 180 pounds plus, six foot six wing, almost six seven, four four eight forty, four one nine shuttle and a 10-8 broad. And the only guy that I could think to compare him to last year was probably the best tester in the 2023 cycle was Braylon James, who ended up going to Notre Dame. But I think it's fair to say Cameron Coleman is a lot further ahead on the football field than Braylon James is. Braylon James was always the athlete that we had desired. But you turn on the tape, it left a little bit. 
you're left wanting more. Cameron Coleman is at the point right now where you're like, all right, we see it on tape. This dude is just scratching the surface. And then you see him live and you're like, all right, he's got this big frame. He's not even filled out yet. He's going to be 200 plus pounds. The leaping ability, the explosiveness, the 50-50 ball catching, he is a little like if you if there is a knock on him, he is a little bit more of a linear type of player. You're not going to see this wide variety of route tree. That being said, I mean, you can't – what he has, it's it's physical clay created by the hand of God, you know, that only a few people have. So, a lot to love. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, three things for me. First one, you, you read off all those, those testing numbers. I think there's some guys at the scouting combine a few weeks ago that um, would have been very happy with that, that testing profile. And uh, Cameron Coleman is young for this grade. So uh, think about him four or five years down the line. Um, he's, he's a freak. And, and that's, that brings me to my second point. He is already, already a lock for the freaks list. And uh, this isn't just a guy that does it on the gridiron, um, led his team to the state final four, uh, Phoenix city central, um, in basketball and, and the basketball footage, our guy, Gabe Brooks always talks about it. Well, is he a two foot jumper or is he a one foot jumper? Uh, Cameron Coleman is a one foot jumper, um, that is high flying down the court, uh, uh, you know, throwing it down, attacking the rim. So you, you love to see that. And then, um, really the third thing Coop is, is when you put on that, that junior highlight tape. I think the first clip is him is is him catching. I, I want to say it's a maybe an in route, um, and then he is breaking tackles. And this comes against IMG Academy. I mean, he makes four or five guys miss and before picking up some yardage. So there's there's some rack there, run after catch capabilities. Uh, agree with your assessment. He is a a vertical linear threat. Um, but those guys play, right? Those guys play on the outside. You need someone that's going to keep keep that defense honest and, and someone that can go up and, and get the football. He has the body control. Um, he has the hands. Uh, I was scrolling through uh, or just going through videos. Sometimes I like to see, hey, you know, you're always trying to match your eyes up with what you see on tape. And there's footage of him uh, from the the Battle New Orleans tournament. Um, uh, 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 last weekend, he makes an insane one-handed grab. So 
he's just a special, special kid. Um, you know, and again, when we talk about the recruitments for these individuals, Cameron Coleman, you know, Georgia's heavily involved there. Auburn's heavily involved there. I think that our guys at, at the our, our, our Auburn site noted after that Under Armour Atlanta camp that Cam Coleman's talking every day with Hugh Freeze. That's how much of a priority he is. Cam Coleman um, just was at uh, Florida State for a visit. You think about Mike Norvell, what they've done on offense with those big outside receivers, Micah Pittman. Um, you know, they got Hakeem Williams coming in. You know, they want to run the football, but they're also going to try to take their vertical shots. I think Cameron Coleman is someone that unlocks it for your offense. So I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, and, and Coop, I also got to come clean here. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was at the Battle Miami tournament. Um, a guy I was like, man, like, who, who is that? Never really followed up. But that's, again, because there's just so much talent out there and you're kind of like, drinking through a hose and trying to process. I mean, you can only absorb so much in that type of setting, but uh, we're probably going to look back a year from now and be like, hey, man, you know, how how loaded was this thing? Uh, Cameron Coleman was there, and I don't even think he was mentioned in any of my any, any of my write-ups, and, and that's, that's me. I got to hold myself accountable there. But no, Cameron Coleman, name to know, especially if, if you're thinking like, hey, this is a true wide receiver one type of, of talent. Reminds me of that Clemson receiver room when they were in their heyday. Oh, this is you a know. Jeff Scott like special, right? And listen, I'm not where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of curious. Clemson's offered five receivers in the in the 24 cycle, all of them really dynamic players that we like. They've been really successful in the state of Alabama as of late. Yeah. So, you know, you, you think about guys like Peter Woods, Tamarian Parker right of, of of the last cycle pretty interesting they hadn't they hadn't pulled the trigger yet on a guy Vizina, like cameron coleman Chris, christopher Vizina, right so and we know we know clemson is they will well, take their time with their process we, we called it on they this, like to get these guys on on campus we called it on this podcast we said as soon as aaron nolan steps foot on campus like that's an offer and and i, I believe it played out just like that if, over the weekend did it not it did. It's pretty interesting, you know, going back and listening to Pantone yesterday. But I mean, when you're Ohio State and when you're Clemson, it's a two way street. And what I mean by that is like they view that as a job interview. And they believe that they're in the position of leverage. And not a lot of programs have the luxury of being able to move that way. And I think Dabo Swinney and Clemson have established themselves in a way that they're able to do that. And I think Ohio State, certainly with Ryan Day, in a way that they've been able to do that. Hey, sidebar here. Clemson fans, you know, it's not a lot, but, you know, I keep getting people tweeting at me about Peter Woods. Because the praise there in spring ball is like, hey, this is this is a guy that's further ahead than Christian Wilkins. Brian Brisset. And it's like, I'm not shocked by any of that. You know, it's also a guy that we had rated as a top 64 player in the country. And somebody tweeted me that and said, good job, man. I said, I hope he's better than all of them. I really do. But we're not going to know whether or not, whether where we stand on it in three to four years. So I hope he's an All-American. And I hope he's one of the best defensive linemen to come through the program. And like I said, I mean, I, 
he's an incredible kid in person. I wish him nothing but success. It's just, I don't think that's ever, ever going to go away. I'm not even talking about Peter Woods. There's just going to be instances like that throughout that, you know, people are going to reference. Um, but I, I said it the other day, I'd be more surprised if Peter Woods wasn't turning heads because I thought he was one of the most day one ready players in the country. I did the same thing at the Under Armour All-America game at their practices. Like he's clearly got that competitive temperament. Like it should not be surprising that through the first couple spring practices, like Peter Woods is making noise. I, I think it would be more alarming if he wasn't. The conversation comes... It's this at the end of the day. How high is the NFL ceiling? That's it. So we'll wait and we'll find out. But sorry, had to get that off my chest. Let's go to the West Coast, Drew. Aiden Breland. Woo. Man, talk about a conversation. Aiden Breland. Big joker. <laughs> Defensive lineman out of modern day in California. I mean, what isn't there to like about this cat? Six four change, three hundred and twenty pounds, six foot seven wing, can run, athletic, explosive, position versatile, playing at arguably the best program in all of high school football. And this is a guy that we feel that has more to him than what we've seen, um, and a lot of room to grow. But that defensive line board is something that we're going to talk about here in a second. But he's he's right in the thick of it for one of the best defensive linemen in the country. I think, yeah, in terms of like interior players, and I think that's why we, we, we are so high on Aiden because um, we're trying to find that, that guy that, you know, can, can plug holes in the middle but also get after the quarterback. And, and the thing for me with Aiden uh, is just how he changes directions at his size. I mean, there's a clip um, in his junior highlights where – uh, he runs like a, essentially runs the wheel, a, a wheel route stride for stride with a, a running back and then just nonchalantly jumps up and just tips the ball away for a PBU. Um, and it's it's pretty freaky. Like you don't see guys that size move like that. Um, I, I know I think what eight, you know, we were talking with Greg Biggins is out there on the West Coast. Aiden did not start all of his games uh, for Matter Day. Right. Um, you know, only 24 tackles, 10 and a half for loss and, and four sacks. But you must remember, you know, Matter Day brought up how good of a program it is. Um, it almost feels like a like an Iowa, you know, Luke, uh, Luke Van S, who, who just tore up the scouting combine. He didn't start any games for uh, the Hawkeyes, but that's because it's kind of a program where, you know, guys earn playing time and, 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 and the coaching staff goes about it a certain way but when we see Aiden Breland I mean the tape just suggests hey you know not a lot of other guys in this cycle that we have seen and been able to identify so far can do what he does in terms of getting uh, not only east west but but north south so uh, I, I didn't know a ton about Aiden Breland I, I I was all on board as soon as we saw that footage he's also got monster discus and, and shot put numbers um, someone I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how he tests. And then I'm excited. I'm excited to watch matter day, man. Uh, you know, you watch him this past year, but the more you kind of dig into this 2024 class, there's a lot of guys that me, uh, and you like, like, um, 
you know, this isn't a show where we rank the number one high school football teams, but dude, they got some talent. Elijah Brown's Abian Brown, um, with the offensive alignment up front. I mean, they, they got some dudes and Aiden Breland. If you're, if you're looking for that, that guy that can dent protection up front, um, in the 24 cycle, he's, he's your guy. Drew, just to take a step back here, and I think this is an important conversation, but you compare this 23 and 24 cycle from what we've seen so far, there's a lot to be sorted out. But I think it's safe to say the talent pool overall feels a little bit diluted from where it was last year. I think we can say that about the quarterbacks. I think we can say that about the offensive line group. And as of right now, we're still waiting for that corner pool to really emerge. And it hasn't. So now, I mean, you're talking about three premium positions right now that I, I'm, we feel I'm a little, like we've had, to, we've had to reach. I'm a little higher on the corner pool than you are. Um, but that's just me. I, I, I think interior D-line, you know, where are some of these guys? We, we like, I think we like a lot of like outside players who could eventually maybe kick inside. But I'm talking like your 300 pounders in the middle, right? And it, but, you know, not to sidetrack. You can you can keep going. Oh, but that was my point. And and like every year it's different. Yeah. And I think, you know, for us and these rankings and just to preview it, but a quarterback conversation is is always interesting. And then you look at the top and you look at guys like Dylan Rayola, who I believe is in a category of his own. But I think you and I would sit here today and say, you know what? He doesn't have a lock on that number one spot. Yeah. It's an open conversation. That's a that's an open dialogue. And then we would talk about a guy like Jaden Davis, who we like. But if you start to compare him to the quarterback board last year, where where would he fit in? Yeah. Would you, would you take him over a guy like Aiden Childs? Who was what, our seventh ranked quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, no. The answer to that for me would be no. Right. And then Elijah Brown, Julian Sands, so on and so forth. So point being, not every year is the same. And, you know, we we have to react to the market. And right now the market's a lot different than what it was just a year ago in that cycle. And there are going to be some strengths in this class that last year were weaknesses and vice versa. You know, so pretty interesting. But I say all that to bring up the point to talk about a couple of rooms that we do like, and you talked about it already. Well, can can that, we, uh, real quick, just on Aiden Breland, just you got to give the listeners his recruitment just at Miami for a junior day. Coach Prime Colorado got him out there, has been to Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas A&M as well. I, I just got to be a company man, man. Put it out there for the listeners so, so they have an idea of who's all, who all is involved. Hashtag company man. All right. Sorry. If we were a company right, so man, we would we would be hyping up March Madness. That would have been on the front end of the podcast. We'd have been, you know. It's a football it. recruiting pod. <laughs> People are here. I, somebody tweeted at me yesterday. Said I, I don't. Said I don't listen to your show to hear about media guests and their career path. I thought that was that was something. I didn't even know how to react to that, so I just responded with a gif of Chris Farley. I went. You know, it was like that thing where you look down on your keyboard and you type something out yeah. and then you delete it. Yeah. That was me for like 10 minutes. I get it. We're here to talk. We're, we're here to talk football recruiting. So let's talk football recruiting. Defensive line, Drew, we like it. We don't even have to get into specifics, right? 
edge group, we like it. We think that's a really deep room. The other room that is just littered <laughs> all over the place throughout the top 247, as of right now, 40 receivers in the top 247. Personal opinion, that's way too much. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Why, we, why did you gotta, have to put that out there to the masses? Jeez. I mean, we we gotta we gotta trim that number because it is what it is. Like that's where we're at right now. There's yeah. work to do. I'm not hiding from it. Tight end group. I know you've been working on sawing that group down too. You know what do we have as of today? Twenty. Yeah, we got a lot of. Uh, there's there's like, I mean, we got a lot of jumbo athletes where. I personally think maybe they should play defense and like, you know, if, if these guys had agents, like I think their agents would be saying the same thing. Like this is not, this is not the year or the cycle to like dip your toe in and be like, Hey, like I'm a tight end. It's like, no, 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 no. Like just go rush the quarterback. Um, I will say something. I was talking with an agent last night and Darnell Washington, Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave, Dalton Kincaid. I mean, they feel really confident that all four of those guys are probably coming off off the board round the, one. That'd be uh, that'd be insane. I don't I don't think there's been That's more than crazy. I don't think there's been more than two in the past five years in the first round. And you know what's crazy? If there were odds about which one was the last one taken, I'd bet on Michael Mayer, who was. Honestly, one of my favorite players to watch coming out of Notre Dame just does everything well. Yeah, 2019, two tight ends came off, Hawkinson and Fant. Prior to that, I'd be... prior to that, I mean, I'm back in 2006, and there's still only been kind of one per round. Historical. Right? I'm pretty confident that three are going to come off the board uh, because there's a love affair with Kincaid. I think Musgrave is the wild card. And then I, NFL teams are just not going to be able to help themselves with the monster that Darnell Washington is. And then maybe, maybe somebody falls in love with Michael Mayer. I mean, how crazy is that? Four tight ends in the first round. That would that would be something. That would be what you call an outlier year. Yeah. Right? Just a just a twenty seven group of twenty seventeen there was three. Uh OJ Howard, uh Evan Ingram, David Njoku. And I think I, I I recall that being like a big deal at the time. But if you think about that and compare those three guys, all three of those guys were pretty similar, right? They were yeah. more kind of none of them were really inline Y guys. Yeah. Washington, Musgrave, Kincaid, and Mayer are all guys that can function as traditional Y tight ends and give you pass pass catching upside. Yeah. Drew, I know you're the gambling guy. Is there any way we can find a bet on that? I'll look. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> we might be able to make some money. I, I've seen in the past, they, they, they do have props like that. Hey, how many receivers go in the first round? Or um, We got to look. I'm not in a legal gambling state, so 
Maybe, I was about maybe to say, are we even allowed to gamble? <laughs> it's all fun. <laughs> Hashtag company, man. All right, Drew, that's all I got. Please, for me and the listeners, give Hank a treat. I mean, he <laughs> deserved it, man. He was well behaved. What a great pup. Yeah. Team Hank well, over here. Well, we got to follow up, right? So you said we like the edge group. We like the wide receiver group. I like the tight end group. I think there's some some diversity in terms of what you're looking for, but I think there's some players out there at, at tight end. Um, I, I think, you know, if this is your year, you're looking for one. There's some dudes out there, and I think there's some guys as well that can continue to evolve and, and rise up the rankings. But we need, we need to point out, I, th- I think the one position group where it, it's really kind of lacking right now is, is uh, offensive line, right? Both interior and and at offensive tackle that's a big concern and i just say that because you know we're going to little precursor but we're going to have one offensive tackle in the top 32 and that's one of those positions every year you see in the nfl draft like this year it's these corners are just flying up the board and they don't necessarily meet you look at some of these guys and they're not finished products, you know, like there's, Hey, we're reaching on premium value here and we hope they pan out. Yeah. And on the offensive side of the ball, it's the same way at the tackle spot. And right now, I mean, when I, when I say like, there's not even a drop, there's, you know, our second, third, fourth ranked tackle, that group, that pod. I mean, we don't, we don't even really feel like they're close yet. Right. It's not like, hey, these guys are like knocking on the door. It's like, no, I mean, we seriously got to see some upward trajectory here. Now, the guy that I would say, I don't know if he's going to finish top 32. The guy that I'm intrigued with, and you know what I'm going to say here. Is our big guy from Alabama, (laughs) you know, Jaquan McRoy. Yeah. And I think we want to see more consistency on tape. But I thought that the combine in Atlanta was was a good was a really good start for him. So I'm I'm fascinated to see what happens with his recruitment. But that offensive line board, that corner board, it's interesting because I remember the years when I was at Washington and we're at Oregon, and you're reacting to the market. And you're you're looking at it. And sometimes some of the decisions that you are prompted to make aren't so much that you are in love with a certain player, but it's because of how bare the board can be at certain spots. And you got to move quickly and you got to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. So I think you're going to start to see that some through, you know, with some really smart teams out there. Hey, before we go, Drew, biggest takeaway from Mark Pantone interview yesterday for you. (laughs) Oh, it was my favorite line. If you don't run track, it's a red flag. That's a good one. That one's been ringing home. I thought the one that was... It's it's so common sense, but it's illuminating when you hear from Ohio State and the success that they've had at the quarterback position. I mean, they're looking for guys that win. Like that win-loss, everything that they do. And I think what he talked about specifically about the Joe Burrow traits of being able to elevate his teammates and the players around him, I don't think we talk about that enough. And I think that's that's a huge part. 
that's a critical part of the evaluation process when it comes to quarterbacks. I, I, that's why I've, uh, you know, when I chart them, it's like, all right, what's their, what's their win loss record? I, I think that matters, man. I think it. So yes, that, that was another thing that I was like, all right, I'm not I'm glad I'm not the only one that kind of thinks that way. Final thoughts. Tomorrow is a week since you got married. <laughs> First week of marriage. Let's get a little recap. What do we think? It's it's great, man. <laughs> right back into it with uh, all this work, um, gearing up for this uh, this release, man. You're up next. You're up next, and apparently you're you're you got two friends that are up next here <laughs> here in the coming uh, coming coming weeks, right? That's right. I have to be honest, man. You seem more relaxed since you've been married. I know someone told me that yesterday. They're like a lot more you seem, mellow. You seem happier. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> got a chill hoodie on it's <laughs> could have taken could have taken the xfinity guy to the woodshed this morning but you didn't no nope. proud of you man yep it's what we call growth personal growth. We're very very proud all right on that note we'll get out of here guys we appreciate you listening to the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast and as always smash that subscribe button hey what do we i I love waking up in the morning, getting a new review on there. I think we, we had a do review it. this morning that just said five stars and it just said, great. We, we need say to anything get a, else. I think we need to get a mailbag in the coming weeks. That's, that's what I think. Designate like Wednesday as a mailbag show. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We got to start bringing it on social a little bit too. I know. I get, know. Our, get the, get the promotional juice is flowing a little bit but anyway like i said i already tried to sign off but for for andrew ivins i'm cooper patagna we will see you next week i'll be down in nola guess what our next guest will be down in nola too little hint for you right there pretty excited about that one dude the guest list right now fire love it i think we need to put a graphic together with the guests that we've had every time we do one Oyster Boys, Wall of Fame. (laughs) Talk about promotion. There it is. All right, guys, we will see you next week. And like I said, for Andrew Ivins, I'm Cooper Patagna, our producer, Lance Glenn, who's not here right now. He's on vacation. See you next time. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.